Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to In Love with the Grand Valley Podcast. I'm your host, Tammy Tway, and this podcast is for all things we love about the Grand Valley that we live in. Today, I have a guest speaker, but before I introduce him, I want to tell you how excited I am about this year, 2023. You know, at the end of each year, I usually like to review and see what I did over the past year. I also try to plan my year ahead. I come up with ideas of things I would like to do, like this, starting a podcast. What about you? Do you do this? Okay. My guest today is one of my favorite business partners, Bo Bradley with Cross Country Mortgage. Hello, Bo. Happy New Year. Oh, shit. Hello, good morning. Hello, Bo. Good, good morning. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for the lovely introduction. I'm blushing over here. <laughs> so I was just saying I was excited about the new year. How about you? Absolutely. I am so excited about this year. I think that um, I just feel like it's, you know, having new energy and um going into a new year with a new outlook. You know, we've been through some tough times this past year, which always makes us um, a little bit more grateful for the good times. So having gone through a, you know, a crazy market last year, I'm really looking forward to a, uh, a great year um, in the mortgage market this year. Absolutely. So Bo, what can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? What do you do? So I help people buy homes. I am a mortgage loan officer at Cross Country Mortgage. I have been in the business for 19 years now. Uh, And what I do is I help families from beginning to end realize their dream of home ownership, I guess would be my quick elevator pitch. Um, (laughs) I really enjoy what I do. The, uh, you know, the daily activity of it, the helping people um, just kind of um, getting an idea, painting a picture of what their dreams are, and um, me being able to help out with that, to me, is um, very fulfilling to me, and, um, you know, just one of the reasons why I really like what I do. My background is, um, you know, I would say at this point, my background is mortgages. I've been doing it for so long now that I really have... uh, not a ton of other background to fall on. I've, uh, I sold cars in the past. I raced shifter carts in the past, uh, not as a job, but you know, for, uh, in my, before I got into mortgages. So, um, I, um, I have built a career, built a team here and I am just, I'm just proud to be here. I'm proud to still be in the business and I just love serving the community that I live in and grew up in. 
Well, I think that, you know, one of the things that I know to be true about you, Bo, is is that you care. Um, It's not always just about the numbers. It's about what your customer really needs and what's best for them in the end. And I think that's how you and I both do business. So um, that's why you're one of my favorite business partners. Uh, Thank you so much. So this podcast is about being in love with the Grand Valley. So what do you love about the Grand Valley? So that that is such a great question. So I have lived here my whole life. Uh, my family, well, my parents moved here when I was six months old. I was actually born in Stillwater, Oklahoma. My parents both went to OSU, um, had me there. I was six months old. We were actually passing through Grand Junction to go to Oregon where my parents wanted to move and uh, we never left and I've been here ever since. Um, I mean, the city That's an itself, awesome story. That's an awesome yeah. story. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Tammy, you hear that as well, right? Like you and I deal with a lot of clients that are moving in from out of town or out of state. And don't you hear that more often than not? The, yep. The answer of, I was just driving through, or we were going to Denver or Salt Lake, and we're driving through and said, man, we'd really love to move here. Um, The Grand Valley, I feel as a father, um, is an excellent place to raise children. Um, I think it's safe. I love the schools. There's plenty of stuff to do regarding outdoor activities. Uh, We are, you know, three hours three and a half hours away from Denver. If you drive like me, um, if you want to get a taste of anything, big city, uh, sporting events, shopping, etc. cetera. Um, you know, I, I love our slower pace of life here. There are things that I do like about bigger cities, but I always like coming home. Grand Junction to me is, um, is absolutely home to me. And um, I, I think to me, it just feels like a very, uh, it's a very comfortable city to live in. It's a very comfortable area. Um, I think not only that. Oh, oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Um, I think it's interesting that you mentioned, you know, driving through and staying. Um, you know, yes, we hear that a lot in our business. One of the things that I actually said on my podcast was what I love about the Grand Valley is, is that I can, I can leave in the morning to go and start my day and from the moment you know I walk out my door I see beauty all around me I mean we live in such a beautiful place Um, you know from the drive into town and the drive home no matter what your day is like you can you can see the beauty in in the Grand Valley so I think that's interesting so, Bo, what do you love personally to do um, living here in the Grand Valley? Do you have hobbies or things that you love to do, whether it's by yourself or your your family, um, your friends? What do you love to do in the Grand Valley? So I am uh, – I, I feel like uh, I'm pretty outdoorsy. So I love to do everything outdoors, uh, specifically in the you know spring, summer, and fall where our seasons here are beautiful. So I love to do anything outside. 
I've got three kiddos, ages uh, 13, 10, and 7. So we stay pretty busy. Um, I love to do gardening. Uh, I love plants. I love to get my hands dirty and, uh, you know, do outdoor, um, uh, land, not landscaping, but uh, yard work. You know, I, I sit in an office most of all day in front of a computer or on the phone. So getting out in the sunshine and getting my hands dirty, going enjoying our, like you said, Tammy, our beautiful, beautiful, um, I mean, we have the monument in the Mesa, a stone's throw away. So we do a lot of hiking. Um, I am awesome. a very, very big baseball fan, and uh, I think that's rubbed off on my son. So him and I spend a lot of time outside doing baseball activities, which I absolutely love. That is just so great. And, you know, my son, um, both of my sons played baseball. So um, that's kind of near and dear to my family's heart, too. What inspired you to pursue your current career or interests? That's a great question. So I, I, I actually remember it. I sold, I was working at a, a company and I was selling cars and uh, I got to be pretty good at sales from doing that, I thought. And um, I knew a guy who I'd went to high school with and um, he had been in mortgages and I thought, man, uh, I'm going to give this a shot. So I literally jumped in with both feet, knowing nothing. And uh, I know that's not the most romantic story, <laughs> but uh, it, it just seemed like something that it, it, it interested me. And I loved the, I've always loved real estate. I've always loved looking at homes. I love the, uh, you know, I bought my first home when I was 20. So I have bought and sold since then. And having a sales background, I either wanted to go into real estate or mortgages and had an opportunity to go into mortgages and have never looked back since. That's awesome. I think it's really important for those of us and for everybody in some way to really enjoy what they do on a daily basis. So, you know, I love my job. You love your job. I think it's, you know, really important that, you know, you feel a connection there with the career, you know, that you've chosen. So what can you tell us about your business and what you're trying to accomplish in your business? Because I know you you actually run um, your own separate um, business here in Grand Junction. So what can you tell us about that? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked that because at our goal-setting meeting for the, our team this year, we had a talk about – you know, what our mission is, and we wanted to keep it very simple. So obviously my, my goals for my business and what I'm trying to accomplish is to help as many people as we can buy a home. What, a, what an easy mission, right? However, yeah. there's, there's a lot more to it in my opinion. So if you want to really boil it down to what we try to do every day uh, between my team and I, is we our mission on our team is very simple. We try to positively affect as many lives as possible. So going deeper into that, obviously, if Tammy, if you and I were to get somebody into a home, does that positively affect their life? Ab oh, absolutely. absolutely. Right? And that's our goal. That's, that's the end game of our business. However, um, I look at it as a, a little bit more granular as far as 
how can I positively affect this person's life today? Whether it be taking time to talk to them about uh, and, and really dive into their questions, really dive into what needs they have, find out their motivations for wanting to buy, find out their timeline of how long they want to live in this house. Um, and then you can, you can boil it all the way down to team members of mine when they are calling an insurance agent or a title company, just being positive and kind on the phone to somebody, does that positively affect their day? Absolutely it does. So again, we, the big picture is we want to try to help as many people as we can get into a home. But at the end of the day, I think that if we can serve the people that are within our business and community positively every day, I think that makes a bigger impact. Absolutely. And, you know, again, I think we both kind of have the same thought wave in that sense that it's, it's more about the people. Um, so you're so motivating. Oh, what? thank you. I, we've had this conversation before, Tammy. We are not in the real estate or mortgage business. You and I are in the relationship business. Yep, the more relationships absolutely. we can build, the more families we can help. And that's really kind of how I look at it. So, Bo, what demographic do you serve? Um, I know that, you know, you're located in Grand Junction, but really, I mean, can you help? Where are you really, you know, because our Grand Valley is pretty large, right? Absolutely. So generally speaking, I, I, I work mostly within Mesa County. Uh, I do a little bit of business up Valley in, in Garfield and Pitkin County. I also do a little bit of business in the Cortez area. Um, generally speaking, though, I like to concentrate and focus on Colorado as that's where I'm from. That's where uh, we serve better in the markets that I am Great. actually in. Uh, I really do like meeting my clients face to face. So having somebody who's local is important to me. Um, I think it's a little bit easier of a process. And when you're able to talk face to face with a buyer, um, you know, have them come down in the office and be able to explain things. Again, I just think it makes the process a little easier. Um, regarding the, the demographic, I, Tamia, as you know, I, I will, we will look at any loan. You know, there isn't a specific loan, loan type or borrower that we look at. I believe everybody can buy a home. It's just a matter of putting you in the right position to do it. So yeah. we, we would love an opportunity to serve everyone. Um, and as you said, we're located here in Grand Junction. Uh, we're downtown. I love being in the downtown area. The it's just electric. It feels alive walking out. Um, although I've spent um, far too much money on the delicious eateries that are around downtown. <laughs> so I got to rain that in a little bit. <laughs> That's easy to do for sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, you know, we talked about putting the, the, the person in the right product. So what are you doing now that you're, that we're in the market that we're in higher interest rates, um, low inventory, um, you know, those kind of things. What are you doing offering, you know, your clients right now in this market that we're in? Great question. I'm glad you asked that. So one of the things that I do that is above and beyond, I feel like is, 
When a buyer comes to us to get pre-qualified, we do much more than a normal um, pre-qualification, pulling credit, maybe asking some income questions. We go far beyond that. We verify credit income assets. We run the file through our AUS. There are times where I get my underwriter involved and can ask questions and get problems solved or overcome before they go out looking. So it's my goal in this market to make my buyer the strongest buyer possible, meaning getting them through the process as much as I can, either before going out to look or having it as far as having their file as far as I can take it before you make an offer. So when you do go make an offer, not only is it easier on on them and us as a team, but it makes them much stronger of a buyer as they are normally more than halfway through the buying process. Another way that we're helping right now too, you mentioned interest rates. Obviously that's a uh, pain point for most as it has been for us over this last year. So what I've found Tammy is that it's not so much the interest rate as it is payment, right? I mean, people have to buy a house no matter what, right? No matter what the interest rate is, people still have to buy the house, but it's the monthly payment that people are having a hard time affording right now. So what I've done or what we can do to help clients is we have several different options regarding buy downs. Um, And it's simply a way to get the interest rate lower for a period of time, whether it be a temporary buy down or a permanent buy down to the interest rate to get your rate as low as possible to make your payment as affordable as possible. So being able to talk to a buyer and find out what their budget and what their Payment, payment comfort is, it's one of the things that, I, that we first talk about when I talk to a buyer to make sure that they're going to be comfortable with the payment that we're going to be putting them in. Well, and, you know, I don't know about you, but again, you know, what you don't want to have happen is, you know, somebody to overspend or, you know, get into something and six months later, they're really struggling. So, I'm the same way. It's, you know, really trying to to have that conversation with your client and find out what their goals are, what their needs are, so that, you know, they're very, very not only happy, but, you know, they're they're in the life that they want to be in. They're in the house that they want to be in. Their payments, you know, they're very happy with, you know, their financial situation and, and, you know, there's no, there's nothing negative there. So I think, you know, we all uh, in the business really want what's best for our client. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, you know, you and I had this conversation very recently about, you know, the options that we can ask for, um, from, you know, the sellers maybe now since the market's not so crazy um, to help the buyer out um, in regards to either their payments or their down payments. Um, You know, we weren't in that situation over the past year. Um, You know, it was, you really couldn't ask for closing costs or, assistance in in that way with your sellers and and that is a plus in our market right now that that's kind of what we're looking at 
Would you agree? Absolutely, yeah. And, and furthermore, I think that um, you make a great point. A year ago, Tammy, it was a, you know, we were looking at several different offers, most of which were over asking price, you know, and now looking at the market, I think it is the best time I have seen in the past 24 months for a buyer to go in and get a good deal and be able to negotiate and um, get a deal on a house. I, you know, as far as um, not being, not having several different other offers on the table to compete with as well, um, like we did last year, right? So right. in this market right now, again, if I, buyers are in a great position to, and I think it's a it's a very short window that's going to be open where buyers have this um, this negotiating ability where they didn't have it, you know, a, a year ago. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And I, I think, you know, um, you know, people, the questions are, you know, well, you know, the rates, you know, what are the rates are going to come down and house prices are going to come down. Um, you know, what's your thoughts on, you know, those, those statements? That's a great question. So I have this, um, this uh, piece of technology here that I consult daily, you may have heard of it. It's called a magic eight ball. And I think that's about <laughs> as accurate as anybody can get right now. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, all joking aside, I'm a big, I look at data. I look at numbers. Those don't lie to me. And you look at his history and what interest rates have done over time and what they've done in and around and exiting a recession. So all of the data port points toward mortgage interest rates getting lower. Uh, Fannie Mae has came out and said that mortgage interest rates will be lower. There are um, economists, mortgage economists, um, national economists that are forecasting mortgage interest rates get lower. We actually had a pretty decent um, change today in interest rates because of the um, the figures for inflation came out lower than expected. So I think, I, you know, I don't think we'll see rates back down into the two, 3% range that we did before, which was insane. But if we right. can get interest rates, you know, into the four or 5%, I think that's healthy. I think that's sustainable and it will make homes affordable to more than, you know, being in the six and 7% interest, interest rate range. Absolutely. You know, I think I, I'm not sure if I told you this, but my first house I bought, um, we purchased at a 9% interest rate. Man, and I that bet was, that was great. Yeah, it was back in 95. It was the first house here anyway. It was uh, at 9% in the Grand Valley. Um so, you know, I mean, we really want the best that we can get for um, interest rates on our houses. But what is it the saying, you know, that that we're hearing is, you know, um, marry the house and date the rate. So when people are saying date the rate, you know, um, you know, we're we're telling people that when those rates come down, you know, you can definitely look at, you know, 
the possibility of refinancing at that time and and uh, getting yourself, you know, uh, a better rate. So I know that that's probably what you're looking at for a lot of your clients too. Yeah, absolutely. And that term is, uh, it's been thrown around a lot this year, but it makes total sense. And here's just another way to look at it. Remember as a homeowner, uh, your home is an asset, just like any other asset that you would buy, whether it be stocks, bonds, or any other, any other type of asset that you could get a return on, right? It just so happens that real estate you get to live in. So as a buyer, remember this, the bank owns the debt. You as the homeowner own the asset, right? So as in marry the home, so you're going to buy the asset, the home, you're going to marry it, and you're going to date the interest rate, remember, because the bank owns the interest rate. The bank owns the debt. The homeowner owns the home. So in this market, get into the home, right? Marry it. Use the bank to borrow money, even if it's at a higher interest rate for now, because absolutely you can and will want to refinance when rates come down. But what buyers that are sitting on the bench right now and waiting for rates to come down, Tammy, I I just have a feeling that when the floodgates open in our market, which it will again, I just think that we're going to be back into the same problem. We're going to have the same problem that we did last year. There are going to be, we simply don't have enough inventory in our market to sustain the amount of buyers that we have. So going back to your, going back to that, absolutely. You know, like I, like I said before, this again, just uh, pushes the point of buyers have a tremendous opportunity right now to get into a home where they may not have it within the next 90 days. Well, and, and on that point, Bo, I guess we really haven't talked about this, but, you know, rentals, um, you know, so especially for a lot of first-time home buyers, um, rentals, you know, are really very scarce right now, and they're also very costly. Um, you know, one of the things is what kind of rate are you paying on a rental? A hundred percent? Absolutely. Yeah. That's kind of a joke we had this year where, you know, people are saying, well, I'm not going to buy right now because of interest rates are so high. So the rebuttal to that is, well, what's your interest rate on rent? A hundred percent. Right. So regarding not wanting to buy because of interest rates, if you are able to buy specifically, like you said, with first time home buyers, you know, like, like we talked about, I bought my first house when I was 20 years old. I rented out two of the rooms to my buddies. So someone, a first time home buyer in this market, as you say, rentals are hard to find. If you're able to buy as a first time home buyer and rent out rooms to your friends, then they're paying off your mortgage. What a great way, right? What a great way to earn some wealth. What a great way to build some equity. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that idea. And, you know, investing in real estate really is um, just an awesome opportunity, um, you know, to build equity and, you know, um, being a homeowner. So, so if we were to look at, we're kind of moving on a little bit. Um, what 
are the goals for your business in 2023? I know we kind of talked about, um, you know, what your kind of um, mission is, but what are the goals that you have for your business and your staff this year? Great question. So goals are big to me. I'm very goal-driven. The uh, environment that I'm in with my company and my uh, coaching program is a very competitive environment, which I love and thrive. Uh, I feel like I thrive in it. So my goals for my business this year are, they're fairly simple as far as I want to help more families this year than I did last year. I think that's a very simple way to look at it. Uh, I would like to grow my team. I would like to grow my team members. A part of, um, you know, a part of what I want to do with my team is I always want to make sure that they're growing. I always want to make sure that they can grow into whatever position that they want to grow into. So that is important to me for this year. And, um, you know, I brought, helped bring the cross country brand to the Grand Valley, which I'm very proud of. So building the, um, building this company here with great people is important to me this year as well. Uh, making a great name for ourselves and just doing business the right way, um, I think would be, is, is a big goal of mine this year to, again, grow this business, grow my team, grow this company into something that I think could just be great. Awesome. So what advice would you have for people who are interested in pursuing a similar path or career? <laughs> Run! No, I'm just joking. Um, I'm glad you asked that. And I gave this a little bit of thought this morning as I was uh, mentally preparing for this. And I would say in this business, you have to be passionate about it or you will be run over by someone else who is. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely, right? So I would say that if you want to get in this business, you truly have to have a passion for it. Um, you know, there, there is a, you know, there's, someone could make a lot of money in this business, you know, real estate and mortgages is there's, you know, there's an opportunity to, to really, you know, to, to really earn a lot of income. And I feel like if you don't, if you're not passionate about it, or if you're not in it for the right reasons, I think that, you know, it, it will make it very hard for you to be successful. Um, rambling on a little bit there, Tammy, but I think there's three important things that you need in order to be successful in this business. You need to be confident in yourself, in your product, and in your process. So if you don't have those things in this business, I feel like you, you need to have them if you want to be successful. And part of that, you know, having confidence in yourself to me is the passion, being passionate about what we do. Like you and I talked about waking up, being grateful and thankful to come into the office and being grateful and thankful for what you and I are able to do every day and earn a living off of. Absolutely. You know, what you just, everything you just said resonates with me so much. When you talked about your goals for your business and your coaching program, one of the things that I love is trying to continually bring motivation and um, 
drive to myself in my business. And a lot of that comes with loving what you do and just really, um, you know, being passionate, just like you said. So one of the things I was going to ask you is how you stay motivated. Um, You mentioned a coaching program. Do you like to um, watch or listen to certain people to motivate you? Do you like to read books? What What is it that you do um, on top of your coaching program? Or, or maybe that's just what you do to stay motivated. Great question. So I, there's a, I feel like there's several different things I do. A lot of my motivation comes from my competitive nature. Um, so with my coaching program, it's, it's very much like school. Um, I have classes. I have homework. I have um, you know, the classes I am in with my peers, just like a normal school setting. And, you know, me wanting to be, uh, me being competitive with my classmates and vice versa is a big motivator for me. Um, the cross-country environment is, is competitive in a good way. It's, it's competitive in a motivational way. We are all on the same team, but, at, you know, we all compete with each other in, and motivate each other in a good way. So I get a lot of motivation from my peers, from my team, uh, the lo- my local team here. They give me a ton of motivation. Um, my kids give me a ton of motivation. You know, they are my why. They are why I do what I do. I want to, you know, they, they depend on me. And I, I am very, very highly motivated by that. I'm highly motivated by, I, I feel like I have a chance to help change the lives of my team members and their families. And I'm very proud of that. And I don't take it for granted. So um, I kind of got off track there. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no. you know, making sure to throw my team members, uh, you know, that's motivating for me. And then last but not least, I, I got to throw it out there because I, it, it's a part of who I am. Um, Tammy, I'm a, I'm a 90s kid. I grew up and was, um, uh, I grew up in the, you know, and kind of a, was a, you know, a teenager in the mid-90s when um, gangster rap, hip-hop music kind of hit the scene. And uh, I have not let go of it since. So um, a lot of motivation I pull from hip-hop music, you know, just the um, hustler mentality, the grinding mentality, the getting out and doing the work. And, you know, there's, there's no – you can't fake that. You, you have to do it. So, you know, in the mornings I'm, I'm getting up and I usually am uh, reading my devotional. That gives me motivation. Um, I think about my day, and then as I'm getting ready, I'm jamming to hip-hop music, and then I'm jamming it all the way to work. And uh, when I'm not on the phone, I'm jamming it in my office. So I try to keep myself – yeah, I try to keep myself motivated that way. Yeah, I think, you know, for a lot of people, um, music is so motivating, and it's so uplifting. And I think that, you know, if – if you find your, you know, your music, like you said, your hip hop and, and what really, you know, talks to you, speaks to you, um, you know, I can get my house clean in no time if I'm listening to music and really, you know, um, in the, in the groove. 
So I get it. I think that, you know, music is awesome. And you are very motivating. And, you know, every time we have a conversation, Bo, you're always, I don't know, you're always telling me something motivating. So it's, you know, you're giving me the, you know, the story of the day or a motivation, um, some motivating factors that you've recently run across or something. So I really appreciate that in you. I, um, you know, that's why I, again, um, you're one of my favorite business partners. I appreciate um, <laughs> that. Again, I'm, I'm blushing over here. <laughs> so as we're kind of wrapping things up, Bo, um, what else would you like to share with our listeners today? Um, what else would you like them to know? I just want to touch one more time on just the idea of if, if you are a buyer and you have any questions regarding if it's looking now or in the future, it's always a good idea to look at your scenario now. I've had, and, and I'll tell this story real quick, and I hate hearing this, but in this market right now, I have a lot of buyers that either aren't applying or aren't moving forward enough until they find the right house. And I keep telling them, the right house is going to pop up. I promise that. And then you're going to call me and say, let's get the process going. But by the time that we get the process going, there may already be an offer on the property. So I would say to anybody who thinks that they want to get in the market or want to buy in 2023, starting the process right now is an incredible advantage for a buyer. My pre-approvals last for 120 days because that's how long my credit reports last till they expire. So once a pre-approval is given, you're able to go shop for 120 days before I need to refresh the credit. So in that time, you know, you've, you've heard this story before, Tammy, like, oh my gosh, my favorite house came up. It's my dream house. Great. Are you pre-qualified? No. Okay. <laughs> the problem is, is it's probably someone else's dream house also. Right. So kind of in, in ending here, I, I would say to anybody who's interested in looking or even has questions about looking, starting the process now or having a conversation with you and I is a great way to take that first step. You have to take that first step if you want to get going and moving forward. Um, Also, you know, with buyers that may feel like they have credit issues, credit is something that is very repairable if you have the time to do it. So starting now in any type of credit repair scenario is going to put you in a place that you need to be in the summertime you know, whereas if you were to start in the summertime, that puts us out another, you know, three, four months. So kind of wrapping that up, Tammy, I would say anybody who's looking, it's a great idea, regardless of the timeline, to start and, you know, start a conversation with you and I as early as possible. Well, and absolutely, I agree, Bo. I mean, I think one of my jobs, the biggest job that I have is educating my clients Because, you know, when they come to me as a real estate agent, a realtor, is a lot of them, you know, let's go see houses. And, you know, you kind of have to bring them back to the forefront and say, okay, talk to me a little bit about your situation. And, you know, what's your timeline? And then 
have you been pre-qualified? Have you talked to a lender? Because like you said, I can't tell you how many times, you know, buyers have thought, you know, they're kind of looking, they're putting the cart, what is it, the horse before the cart or the cart before the horse? They're putting the cart before the horse. So we have to kind of say, wait a minute, um, you know, we need to make sure that you are comfortable in that price point and that you're able to buy because not only, you know, for me as a realtor, I mean, even though that's not my seller, not my listing, it's my responsibility as a realtor to not necessarily be showing houses that people can't afford. Um, And then it's also my responsibility for my buyer to make sure that, that they would be happy with the payment and with their situation and that they can, you know, afford to buy that house or, you know, that house is the, you know, the one that they want. So um, when those, houses do come up that they're ready and um, just kind of waiting. So it's kind of like, let's get that part done first. And then I'll show you all the homes that you want to see out there. Um, I just want to make sure that they are totally informed of what, you know, their options are. Because I think that that gives, that gives the buyer power that gives the buyer the buying power, in my opinion. Absolutely. Not only that, but the confidence with you as their real as their real estate agent and me as their lender, uh, when a buyer does go to make an offer that's com- completely pre-qualified with me, I'm able to call the listing agent and tell them that. How much yeah. stronger, Tammy, a, of an offer if you're a listing agent and you get a call from a lender saying, hey, I have these guys com- completely pre-qualified, verified credit, income, assets, rent, AUS, We've got their verifications of employment, et cetera, right? I mean, that to me just puts us and our buyers uh, in a better position to win, which is what ultimately we want them to do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, ultimately, again, it's about helping. And, um, you know, if we strive to help every day, of our, you know, of this year, then um, we're doing what we need to do. So thank you so much, Bo, for joining us today, sharing your story. Um, You're just so motivating, you know, and I'm really proud to be your partner. Um, We'll definitely have to have you back for sure. Um, And you're more than welcome to hang out and, um, you know, definitely – Give some input if you want for the rest of the podcast. But for now, we're going to kind of go take a little break. Um, but we'll be right back. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. This is my first podcast. I hope I did okay. And I'm you did. I'm proud that it was with you and proud that you chose me to have on here. So thank you so much, Tammy. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Thank you, Bo. And have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much. So this podcast is sponsored by the home team at EXP Realty, LLC. This is my real estate company, and I love what I do, and I love where I live right here in the Grand Valley. 
So now let's move on to fundraisers. So one of the things that I really want to do in this podcast each week is if I become aware of um, somebody that's really trying to raise money or raise funds for a good cause, um, that I'm getting the information out there because not all of us are um, great about, you know, taking the time to read a paper or listen to the news. So I have two fundraisers that I was made aware of this past week. The first one is a GoFundMe account for Allie Dorsey. Allie is a strong 25-year-old woman that brings light wherever she goes. She's an avid motocross racer, car builder, welder, and a longtime lifeguard. On December 13th, she was in a horrific freak accident when a steel beam fell on her leg and her hand. Her lower leg was amputated and they are trying to save her severely crushed left hand. So please keep Allie in your hearts and go find her GoFundMe page online and donate. If you cannot donate, please feel free to send cards to Allie Dorsey in care of myself, Tammy Tway, at 571-25 Road, Grand Junction, 81505. Uh, the second... <clears throat> GoFundMe account that I was made aware of is Carson. Carson has acute leukemia. He's 13 years old, and Carson's mom, Ray, Dad, and Matt, have been staying in Denver with Carson at the Children's Hospital in Aurora. Treatment is estimated to take two years. Please also keep Carson in your hearts and donate if you can. If you can't, Feel free, send cards to Carson in care of myself, Tammy Tway, at 571-25 Road, Grand Junction, 81505. I will forward those cards to their families for sure. So the weekend's coming up. Um, these podcasts typically are going to be posted on the end of the week, Thursday, Friday, and um what are you guys all doing this weekend? I hope you take some time to find something and, and do something that makes you happy. So I thought I'd just kind of throw a, a few things out there this weekend that's happening um, just in case you didn't know. So Calvacade's monthly variety show is Saturday, 7.30 p.m. in Fruta. That should be fun. Grand Valley Disc Golf, Saturday the 14th at Watson Island Disc Golf Course at 11 a.m. It's $20 for your tag, and they are going to have prizes. Um, Crescent Moon Spiritual Reading on Saturday. I have not seen this before, so I thought this was really interesting. 535 Main Street in Grand Junction. That's 11 to 4. Warehouse 2565, Wade Bowen and Aaron Goodwin, Saturday, I think that's Friday, actually, Friday night at 7 p.m., um, Battle Arena. Now, this is cool. So, Battle Arena, Parents' Night Out. So, I don't, this would be great, um, have little kids. You drop off your kids Saturday night at 6.30, and you have a night out. I think it's $30 um, is what I read, but that's kind of cool. Um, 
Well, that's just a few ideas I had for this weekend. I think a lot of things that I want to get done this weekend is at home. I have some work to do, but I will definitely find something fun. I hope you all have a great weekend. Be happy, be kind, and let's talk again soon.